Welcome to another episode of Dating Intentionally. I'm Talia, your host and dating app partner in crime. If you're new to the show, welcome. On Dating Intentionally, I'm helping you create meaningful connections in a way that truly aligns with your goals and values while having a great time. Dating can be fun, but it also reveals areas within ourselves we need to grow or heal. And the more we do that work, the more we see real positive change in our decisions around dating. Today, we're talking about dating for validation and how to break that pattern. First, I'm going to talk about what dating for validation looks like and go through why it's not helping you meet the right people or make genuine connections. Then I'll get more into what type of validation is healthy in relationships, and I'll wrap up with 10 ways to break this pattern of dating for validation. Real quick, before we jump in, I just want to say thank you for listening, and I'm excited to have weekly podcasts again. Normally, I release episodes on Friday, but this is going up late because I had to fly back east to New York City last minute to support my family, and I threw off my schedule for a bit, but we're here, and that's all that matters. I would love to hear your feedback and any suggestions for future episodes, so you are more than welcome to slide into my DMs anytime on Instagram at dating.intentionally. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, so let's get into it. What is dating for validation? Dating for validation is when you are more focused on getting someone to like you and less focused on who they are. While you're busy trying to get them to give you affection and attention or commitment, you're less concerned with how they treat you, their values, or their dating goals. This can stem from attachment wounds from childhood, or it can be a trauma response. You know, we tend to use romantic connections to fill in some of our emotional gaps, which is fine, but we have to keep it in check. Dating for validation can look like many different things, and I am guilty of all these things. So if it's you, don't worry, I'm with you. All right, it could be using people-pleasing behavior to get someone to like you, having sex early on with someone to get them to like you. It could be testing them to see how much they're interested in you by getting them to chase you, and this can look like push-pull tactics, like when you are withholding texts from them and just trying to see if they'll text you first. You know what I mean? It could be setting up a ton of dates just to get the ego boost. It could be chasing people who are clearly not interested in you or pursuing matches that aren't compatible just because you want them to like you back. And it can be obsessively analyzing every interaction for clues and signals that they like you. Does any of this sound familiar? I know it does for me. I still have to catch myself in some people-pleasing behavior in my current relationship. It's not a linear healing process. So first, I'm going to get into the four main problems with dating for validation, and then we're going to talk about ways to break out of this pattern. All right, the first problem you're not paying attention to their character. When you're constantly looking for clues about how into you they are, you're likely missing red flags. The question is, why aren't they texting me more and does it mean they don't like me instead of, do I like how they're treating me? Yes, mutual interest in dating and relationships matters. But in early dating, what matters more is discovering whether or not you have aligned values and compatible lifestyles or shared dating goals. If you pursue someone based on their interest in you alone, you risk getting into a relationship with someone who's just not the right match for you. Interest and compatibility aren't really related. You could be super attracted to someone you're dating and have a lot of fun with them, but then realize you want completely different things in life and in a relationship, which just won't work out long term. And when you're obsessing over each interaction and trying to figure out if they like you, you're giving them way too much power over your emotions. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's that feeling when if they don't text you back within an hour, your mood completely changes and you're grumpy or super anxious or just plain sad. 
And when they eventually text you back, it's euphoric. You feel amazing. Look, you don't want to give anyone, especially someone you barely know, that much power over your emotions. When you're not wrapped up in getting their approval, they have a lot less power over your emotions and you can more clearly evaluate whether or not they're a good match for you based on how they treat you, your values, compatibility, and all that other important stuff. Be the chooser. Don't focus on being chosen. I definitely ignored red flags when I first started dating because I was chasing validation. I can so clearly remember the first guy I went out with knowing he was so wrong for me in every way personality-wise, but he was just so attractive and I just wanted him to like me so bad. And then we slept together and he ended it with me right away after that. So I don't know, it just doesn't work out. All right, the second issue is you feel like you have to earn their affection. When you're actively trying to earn someone's affection or approval or attention, you're probably not being your most authentic self, which goes against the golden rule of dating, which is just be yourself. This might look like trying to be the cool girl and acting more chill about certain things. I think sometimes this desire to work to earn someone's affection is a pattern learned in childhood played out in adult romantic relationships. I know it was for me. My dad is avoidant and rarely praised me. Getting any kind of warm affection from him was rare. And as a kid, I remember feeling like I was constantly tested to earn praise and affection And I absolutely played this out in my adult romantic relationships until I worked on it in therapy for years. For the longest time, I believe that this is a normal dynamic in relationships and it led me down the path of chasing validation. When your main focus is chasing their interest, you're likely not going to build an authentic mutual connection or be your authentic self. You might be wondering, well, what if you're just starting to date someone and they don't show interest or say anything nice like giving compliments and stuff? Instead of working to get that from them, take their behavior at face value and make a decision about whether or not you want to see them more. Look, it's not like you have to do something or say something to get them to give you that affection. It's just that they don't give affection in a way that you like to receive it. And it's okay to call it off with someone because of this. In my dating journey, I slept with someone who didn't say a word about my body once we got undressed as things heated up. This was a deal breaker for me. I called him out on it and he told me that he doesn't give compliments. I knew then, as a words of affirmation girly, it was not going to work. And this is different than working to earn affection. I wasn't going to try to turn him into someone who would shower me with compliments. I called him out, I ended it, and I worked to find someone who was more verbally affectionate. You don't have to do anything to earn someone's affection. You just have to show up as yourself. All right, the third problem with dating for validation is that it's hard to vocalize your needs or boundaries because while you're trying to earn their affection, you are likely ignoring your own needs. This is where resentment stems from. You're going to do everything you can to be the best for them and meanwhile, they're not reciprocating and your reaction is just to try harder or to withdraw and make them chase you. Both aren't great. Enforcing your boundaries and sharing your needs is a vulnerable and scary thing because you risk giving them a reason to leave. Maybe you're scared of being too needy or too nitpicky or something, but if you've been a people pleaser your whole life, I can tell you right now, you're probably not too needy. Your needs and boundaries are valid. Yes, there's a chance someone might break it off with you after you enforce a boundary or share one of your needs, but that's a good thing. The right person will respect and understand your boundaries and needs. Someone respecting your boundaries is a great sign that they're interested in you, so it's a win-win. You take care of your needs, and you get some valuable information that they are into you because they're sticking around after you've communicated your boundaries and stuff. 
If you don't speak your needs, they'll never be met. No one is a mind reader. You have to be okay with losing them if you find out they are unwilling or incapable of meeting your needs. The risk is worth it. Why would you want to be with someone who isn't able to meet your needs anyway? I've talked about this before, but this was my main struggle in my last relationship. I overgave in order to earn my ex's affection and it never worked. And it made me really resent him for a long time. I would silently expect him to step up and be the type of partner I needed by trying to earn it through being the perfect girlfriend. It doesn't work. Learn to speak up early and often. All right, the last one. It's a problem when you're dating for validation because when someone shows interest, it feels uncomfortable. Have you ever been turned off when someone shows interest in you? This looks like consistency in communication or they verbally communicate their into you and stuff like that. I've definitely been turned off by this, especially when I felt like I needed to work for affection or chase someone. I used to say, I like the chase, but now I realize that this came from my attachment wounds and an inner belief that I only deserve someone's interest if I earned it. When you're in the dating for validation mindset, if someone shows interest in you right away, it might feel confusing, uncomfortable, boring, or kind of a turnoff. You might ask yourself, where's the fun in that? Well, the fun in that is a chance to build a mutual connection based on trust. When someone shows up consistently, there's no guessing or games. And since you're not constantly obsessing over their mixed signals because it's clear they like you, there's enough trust to build a foundation for a strong relationship. Boring isn't bad. When you have to work for someone's interest, the conquest of getting them feels validation. But you're inherently valuable. You don't need to do anything other than be your amazing self to show someone you're worthy of affection. The challenge of winning someone over is exhausting and overrated. When someone shows interest in you right off the bat, it's worth pursuing that connection, even if you're on the fence at first. I remember about halfway through my dating journey after my big breakup, making a point to keep dating guys who showed interest in me that I wasn't super into at first. It took some time to get used to it, and even though the situations didn't work out long term, I'm glad I built that muscle of getting comfortable with someone, you know, showing interest in me without me trying or chasing or doing something to earn it. Side note, I just want to call out something I see in my DMs a lot when it comes to dating for validation. It can really get in the way of making connections, and this comes up so often. Someone will message me saying, he's texting me, but he's not asking me out. And I say, well, why don't you ask him out? And then they'll say, well, I want the guy to do it. And my response is usually, do you want to get to the date or do you just want to be desired? Yes, being desired is important, but in early stage dating, it's more important to just get to the date and out of texting mode. So if you are just so focused on like, do they like me? Do they desire me? Are they making moves? Are they asking me out? But like not getting to the date, you need to put that aside and just get to the date and see if you like them. So I want to talk about validation and reassurance because it is normal to want and need validation in relationships. But when that need dominates your search for a partner, it's difficult to get into a secure relationship. So why do we need validation? Well, since we're social creatures, we thrive on connection. Feeling validated by our loved ones reinforces a sense of belonging, trust, and security. Validation also positively impacts our overall emotional well-being and self-esteem. We can both validate ourselves and get validation from others. But when that balances off and we only seek it externally, that's when we're less likely to build authentic relationships. Validation is also a sign of empathy and understanding, which feels so good to get from those we respect. And when we're in conflict, it's crucial to validate each other's feelings to make progress and meet each other halfway. 
So validation is a really important aspect of connection. But like I said earlier, chasing it and needing it from pretty much strangers in early stage dating won't create the strongest foundation for a relationship. And when you get into a relationship with someone purely based on validation, it's going to be more transactional and one-sided. With all that said, let's talk about how to break this pattern and stop dating for validation. So how do you stop? Well, at the end of the day, your happiness should not be contingent on someone else's opinion or approval of you. Okay, so here are 10 techniques to get out of this dating for validation pattern. I recommend just choosing one to start with. And I'm going to post these on Instagram so you can go back on Instagram and save the post and think about which one you want to start with. Number one, acknowledge that you do it. That's the first step. Look back and think about what you were preoccupied with in past dating situations. Was it getting to know them or getting their interest? So it starts with awareness. Self-care is huge for this. Take all the energy you have for pleasing someone else and chasing validation and pour it all into yourself. You deserve it. Self-care as validation can be physical care like skincare or something basic like flossing. It can be exercise to improve mental health. It can be going to therapy. It can be pursuing a relaxing hobby like crafts or yoga or reading. It's really up to you and how you want to show yourself care to validate yourself. Three, pursue your passions and goals. Not only is focusing on a passion going to provide meaning to your life and give you a sense of validation, it also makes you more attractive. So if you are looking for a partner, keep that in mind, but hopefully that isn't the primary reason you'd be pursuing your passions. Do and participate in things that capture your interests, make you happy, and put you in rooms full of like-minded people. Four, end situationships. You know what's terrible for your self-esteem and confidence? Chasing people who aren't interested in you or aren't able to commit to a relationship with you. You know that person hanging out in your DMs who won't meet up for a date or that cutie you hooked up with once who keeps texting you once in a while or that person you've been going on dates with for months but refuses to call you their girlfriend or boyfriend. End it. If it hasn't happened yet, it probably won't. They aren't going to change and they're holding you back. And they're detrimental to your emotional well-being and self-esteem. If you need ways to end situationships, you can go to my profile. There are anti-ghost texts. I have a few posts on situationships and I'm happy to send them your way. You can just DM me. Five, go to therapy. If you have the resources to go to therapy and you realize you've been dating for validation, go. You might have to shop around and try a different therapist until you meet one that makes you feel safe and challenges you. I found my therapist who I've been working with for five years on psychologytoday.com. They have a directory of therapists you can reach out to. I truly believe therapy is one of the most efficient ways to tackle these challenges in self-growth and dating. And if you're open and willing to do the hard work, I think you'll see some changes. Six, say no to what doesn't align. A great way to get out of the dating for validation mindset is to break out of people-pleasing habits. Start practicing saying no to things you don't want to do or things that don't align with your values and needs. This goes for outside dating. It could really be anything in your life. Just start saying no more when you want to just be by yourself or want to do something else like with your friends and family. Seven, put your needs first. I know this is scary because yes, you do risk losing people when you stop catering 100% to their needs and start focusing on yours, but you have to do it if you ever want to be in a relationship where your needs are met. I'm happy to dive deeper into this topic in another episode, but I do have another one that does cover needs pretty thoroughly. It's called How to Define and Discuss Your Needs in a Relationship. Eight, 
Focus on if you like them. If there is one thing you take away from this episode and really any of my content, it's this. When you catch yourself on a date wondering if they think you're attractive or funny or or if you're worried about how you're coming off, stop yourself. Take a beat. Shift that attention onto them. When you're in your head about how they perceive you, you're not present and you're stopping yourself from really connecting. Focus on how they make you feel, what their perspective on life is, and if you have aligned values. Nine, internalize that your relationship status does not define your self-worth. I think a big part of dating for validation stems from the fact that we feel more valued when in a romantic relationship. Our society puts couples on a pedestal, but I need you to know that you are valued and you are valuable regardless of your relationship status. Don't make the mistake of rushing into a relationship with someone just to be in one. 10. Validate yourself every day. So this is where affirmations come in. If you need help with affirmations, I highly recommend the book The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. It's pretty much a guide to positively affirming yourself every day in various ways. And I found this book really helpful. It really helped me pay attention to how negative I am to myself and how to build more positivity in the way I talk to myself in my head. So I recommend this book or Google affirmations. Find a way to practice daily affirmations, kind of like you would practice daily gratitude in a way that works for you. And I'm also happy to go into this on another episode if you want. Okay, I know this was a lot, but just try to choose one. I hope this shows you that there are many approaches to building self-confidence and shifting that search for validation from the external to the internal. You're doing great. And if you made it to the end, I would absolutely love to hear from you on Instagram. Shoot me a DM. You can find me at dating.intentionally and let me know what your biggest takeaway was from this episode. I read pretty much every message and reply to as many people as I can. And I love hearing from you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe, rate, or leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Your feedback means a ton to me and helps me make this podcast as helpful as possible. Catch you next time.